Hello and welcome to the Great Flinders Netball Association podcast. Brooke Nindorf and Alex Stratford with you for the second semi-final. Alex, how did you finish up on Sunday? Left you out there at Ungara? <laughs> you didn't come you back left, in with me. You left me behind. Um, no, it was a good day out at Ungara for the Great Flinders count. It was well put on. And, um, yeah, very enjoyable. I think we got in just before sunset, so. <laughs> oh, perfect. Uh, yeah, good day out at Ungara. We'll take a look at the winners from um, last weekend shortly. But first, let's have a look at who were the winners and those who had to pack up after Saturday in the first semi-final. It was held here in Tumby Bay. Alex um, got a bit cool towards the end of the day, but uh, the weather wasn't too bad for some games in netball. Um, in the E-grade, Ramblers 34 defeated Lock 24. Um, did you get to see much of this game, Alex? Um, yes, I was the liaison officer, the court liaison officer. So yeah, it was a good game, very tough. I think um, just it was just one-sided from the start though. Um, it was really cute towards the end of the game when the lock minis could come out and get a, amongst all the girls and boys playing. So yeah, that was very um, wholesome, but unfortunately it was just a bit too late to try and give them that, um, yeah, kick. And the I think Lock and Rambers have sort of shared third and fourth all year. They've sort of been um, that ladder's been really close. Um, so yeah, Rambler's just got the good start. They had a um, a turnover I think from the first centre pass and just sort of went from there. Um, Della Pedler was really strong in defence. There was only two goals at the quarter time break, so it um, they it was quite close there in the first bit. Um, both teams didn't make too many changes throughout. Um, young uh, Angelo Sailor Bohm, he uh, young lad out there. First, we think it's the first boy to play in a Great Flinders final, which is uh, which is a huge effort, and he got best on court. Wow! So, what well on Angelo? Um, huge effort from him, as he said. The minis came out, we're cheering him on, and some of the other young girls that uh, that play in that minis team um, as well. Um, Nora Pedler for Rambers as well. Um, she was putting pressure on all the way up and down that court. Um, Kate Zacker and Indy Morton were, were a really strong combination that um, lock um, goal end, but Rambers were just um, probably a little bit taller than them and just made it a little bit harder work. So um, bad luck to the young um, lock team. Um, best on court for Rambers was that uh, was Della Pedler um, as well. So um, yeah, they um, it was a really good game to start the day off. Then we went to the D grade. This was also lock and Ramblers. Ramblers got the win in the end, fifty three to thirty, and it seemed like. Oh, that score sounds a bit of a blowout, Alex, but it probably didn't seem like that watching the game. No, it definitely didn't look like that on watching on the sidelines. It was very close and the pressure was on. And you notice the pressure just in the crowd as well when everyone goes silent when something happens and one side's cheering and the other is, yeah, just as loud. So, yeah, it was really tight throughout the game. That's what it felt like you, without looking at the score. Well, it was, I mean, it was probably only the last quarter where it did blow out because it was 8-11 at the first break and 15-22. So that's sort of only like, you know, six, seven goals um, in there and they could be turned around pretty easy. It sort of went out to 10 at the last break and then um, Rambers had a really good last quarter. I thought the lot girls played really well. Um, Sophie Morton back in there. Um, Lily Tiller um, had a good game. Georgia Kay, um, her height through that court as well um, was really, really solid. Um, but, yeah, just um, Rambers were, were the better side on the day. Best on court for them was Eileen Nagel. Um, she had a really good game at wing defence. The wing defenders getting the uh, the credit there again, Alex. And best on court for Locke was, uh, was Sophie Morton, who, as I mentioned before, had a, had a good game. 
uh, coming back in and, and playing there in, in goals. So she can play either end, um, Sophie. So um, then we went to the B reserves. This was the closest game for the day, I think, Alex. 37, E-Night 37, defeated Cummins, Kapini 31. So only six goals in this one. Cougars are up at the first break by two. Uh, and then United um, sort of got a bit of a run on. They were up by four at the second break and then only two goals at the last one and then it was six in the end. But I think um, for Cougars, probably losing Marty Green, I think she came off with that injury that we, we mentioned because her and Jenna Anderson were combining really well on that defence end for, for Cougars and we're, we're keeping a pretty close check on United's goalies. But... Um, yeah, they just, you know, Josie Turnbull um, shot really well for Cougars. She was um, she was pretty on, but um, Brooke Stratford and Nairi Bailey in uh, defence for, uh, for, e, for E United made it pretty hard work. So Jess Lidicote and Matilda Lockwood um, as well, they were shooting shooting well for, um, for E United too. So I think just it, they had quite a big cheer squad down there as well, E United. So um, they were getting ready to obviously cheer in the A grade as well. But they, um, you could tell when E and I were getting up because uh, the crowd went silent on one side and then loud on the other um, with the, uh, the Saints supporters. But Amanda Parkridge was best on court for Cougars. I think she ended up going into goals um, through uh, that second half um, for them and best on court for E and I was, uh, was Nairi Bailey. So Cougars were, um, they were second going into that last game mm. and uh, yeah, unfortunately now they're, uh, they've packed the gear up. And then we go to the B grade, Alex. You wouldn't have seen this one? No. You didn't get to see this one? You were watching the A grade? Ellis, oh, you were? Yeah. Yes, you were a liaison. Hannah Petty liaison. Hannah's <laughs> <a> bitch. <laughs> I'm going to keep that in there. <laughs> um, so the B grade, Ellison Districts, this was a bit of a blight in the end. 44 defeated United Atlanta, 24. Not how I saw this game going. I thought United Atlanta might have had the uh, the jump on Ellison Districts in this game. Unfortunately, though, I think it was in the first quarter, like the first five minutes, mm. they lost Maggie Eldridge, um, their tall um, goalkeeper who we spoke about last week. And her working with um, with Kelsey Ridley um, has been really tight, solid defence. So to lose her height out of there, I think, was, um, uh, was a big out for them. Um, Ellison Districts had a um, couple of young kids come in. Um, I'm not sure how much B grade they've played, but um, I think they made a big difference as well. Bria Feldes in goals and Miley Agars through that wing defence as well. Um, but, yeah, Ellison Districts, the, the bit that I saw, they just sort of didn't seem to, um, uh, yeah, want to let Yelena in. And uh, they just played really well. Um, and Tara Brace and Stacey Brace were really good for, uh, for Ellison Districts. Tara through that middle there and, and Stacey in defence. Um, Alicia Haylock came in for uh, for Maggie um, into goalkeeper. Alicia's been playing um, goals in the B reserves in Atlanta for most of the season, so I've had to stand Alicia a couple of times. So yeah, they yeah she did really well. She got best on court for them, so came in, did a job. Um, and Tara and Stacey Brace were best on court for Elliston District. So. In Atlanta, they're done. I thought they were the dark horse in the B grade, mm. but um, I think they might have been missing a couple of other players as well. Um, Dana McFarlane, I think, was out for them. I think we did mention that. So, um, yeah, potentially she could have, um, yeah, having her in there might have helped as well. But anyway, they'll look to next season, Alex. Mm. Then the A reserves. This, in the end, the scoreline, 43 to 32, United Jonah beat Tumby Bay. Probably not, um, you know, it was only really the last quarter that it blew out um, to, what's that, 8, 9, 10, 11, 11 goals in the end there, Alex. My maths is not great this time of night. It's not good at all most of the time, but when it's getting late at night, it's even worse. 
So it was only one goal at the quarter break, two, four, and then, yeah, 11. So quite a good game, actually. I thought the young kids from both sides um, really stepped up. Uh, Miley Haylock for uh, United Jana shot really well. Um, young Jets Crosby, um, Charmaine, uh, she, was, uh, she was moving really well. Um, Rebecca Novikov um, for uh, United Jelana. She's their playing coach. She's come in, Alex, um, new to the club, playing coach. I think wow. she's doing, like, you know, committee roles, things like that. So well done to, to her for coming in and stepping up there. I thought Blaze, um, Baldessier and Chelsea um, Franks played really well together in goals there and were moving really well and shooting some really nice goals. Christy Modra through Tumby Centre was, um, was really solid too. But unfortunately, they just couldn't quite get that job done in that last break, um, in that last quarter, um, and probably just that four goals at the last break um, makes it sort of hard to come back from it. It is doable, but if you just sort of, once you get out to five or six, it is it is hard to do in that last quarter. Um, Chelsea Franks is best on for um, Tumby, and Miley Haylock was best for United Jelana. So Heather is still on her way to a potential 20th Premiership, Alex. And then the last game of the day, A-grade. This one, Alex, not what I expected. No. This scoreline after watching A United the week before, I thought um, it would be a lot closer than this. Lock 61 defeated A United 38. So Lock got off to a massive start. I think they scored. The game started. I went inside to grab a drink and I came back and I think they were up, but they had about 12 goals already in that first sort of six or seven minutes. It was... Um, yeah, they got off to a massive start, which is what they wanted. That's what Lisa requested of them, that they have a good start, and they did. And I don't know whether that just shell-shocked their United. They sort of just, um, yeah, looked a bit shocked of, what are we going to do here? Um, and Locke just kept going, kept putting the foot down. So Lisa Burrows and Courtney Hull worked really well together. Jazz Pierce um, in that goal defence position, she was really solid and, and shut down. Um, Melinda Baldessera, um, Melinda still had a great game, um, it was a really tight tussle between them, they actually both got best on court um, up against each other, so um, that just goes to show that, um, yeah, that they both they both played really well, probably just, yeah, I just, not really sure, it was just maybe couldn't quite get it into the goals for, for E United, um, they had a couple of changes, had a couple of injuries as well, um, Marty's ankle again, um, and then uh, Tammy, Went down, took a bit of skin off, had a real hard hit. And it makes it a lot harder to get up when you're 20 goals down, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> it takes a little bit longer to get up. So she got up. She then returned to the court and unfortunately rolled her ankle. Um, not sure how that's going. But, um, yeah, how did you see it, Alex? I, yeah, only got to watch the last little bit um, as I was with Hannah still, but... Yeah, it was, like you say, it's really hard to keep motivated, especially when you're entering that last half and you're a couple of goals down. And I think um, United just didn't really have that drive or the um, leader or someone to sort of talk to them up and down the court. And, yeah, they were really just lacking the sort of the want and the drive to sort of get over that line. So, yeah, it's just unfortunate. And you could tell that Lot really wanted it. They were super excited when um, that whistle went, even though, like, unlike... Um, last year when it was such a close game for them going down in that first semi-final when they lost by goal. Um, super excited for them to get through um, into that, that prelim. So um, they'd be pretty happy with that. I'm not sure how long it's been since they've got to a prelim in the A-grade netball. The girls can uh, message me and let me know. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's super exciting for them. They have had a really solid season and they'd be pretty happy with um, with getting to that prelim and looking forward to taking on either Tumbia or Ellison Districts in, in two weeks' time. Now, Alex, Sunday. 
Yes. We went out to Ungara and they hosted the uh, association best and fairest count. You had some cocktails, Alex. How was the? Uh, did you have a Helga? I did try the Helga. Spilt it all over my white pants. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> that stain did come out. Well, that's good because it was pink. <laughs> it was hot pink. Um. Yeah. No, they were good cocktails. <laughs> Oh, that's good. <laughs> for brunch? Yeah, cocktails for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, good. Um, no, they looked like they were. those cocktails were delicious. Um, I drove, so I couldn't have one, unfortunately. I did have a nice mimosa in the morning to start me off, so that was yeah. good. Anyway, let's move on from that. Let's talk about who got the awards on Sunday. B Reserves, runner-up, best and fairest. Marty Green. She's had a fantastic season. She started off in goals, I believe, and then went into defence and has had an awesome season and unfortunate for her um, to go out like they did on, on uh, Saturday. Then the B Reserves Best and Fairest, Nicole Vandenbroek on 25 votes and she's had a fantastic season. I just stand her and she's a very good goalie. She doesn't miss uh, many goals at all, Nicole. So, um, yeah, well done to her on a fantastic season um, and she'll be vital for them uh, moving forward in the finals. In the B grade, runner-up, best and fairest, was Emily Fountain on 15 votes. So well done to uh, M. She's had a really good season through that uh, that centre court for the uh, for Saints. And B grade, best and fairest, was Kelsey Ridley on 17 votes. So from United Jelana, gold offence. And, yeah, super fit, very good footballer. Um, so she's got the fitness from that and worked really well with, um, with Maggie Eldridge, as I mentioned before. In the A reserves, runner-up, best and fairest, Rebecca Novikov. Um, Alex on 21 votes. So as we mentioned, she plays for Nigelana. And A reserves, best and fairest, on a massive 30 votes, um, Jessica Bascom. I think she pretty much polled in every game that she played in. Um, that's a huge effort there. Then we go to the A grade. Um, the Rising Star Award for the best 21 and under was Marty Masson on 14 votes. And Alex, you weren't far behind. You are about fourth or fifth, I think. In the Rising Star? Only you got, only just made it for turning got, 21 yeah, the like, other day. I only got five votes. Yeah, well, you know, you were up, <laughs> up there. Anyway, we'll have a look at that in a minute. I've got, the, I've got the final votes here, so we'll get to that in a minute, Alex, and then we'll talk you up down, uh, down the track. But well done to Marty Masson. Back-to-back Rising Star for her. Um, she's had a, a fantastic season coming into Tumby. Wouldn't be easy coming in and changing changing teams, um, and she did it, and she's, I think, really matured in her netball, and, um, yeah, very proud of her for getting that one. A-grade runner-up, best and fairest, Ilka Stone on 22. She wasn't there to collect her award. She was off having cocktails in Bali, Alex. Mm. Um, and A-grade, best and fairest, back-to-back, the Flo Polkinghorne medal went to Kelsey Hull on 25 votes. So well done to Kelsey. Um, another fantastic season um, for Ellison Districts. Any surprises there, Alex? No. Good. No surprises. Because if you said, oh, no, I didn't think that person deserved it, that could be a bit rude. You're not doing this? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Alex, my producer, has just pointed out that I've missed a whole section, which I have. Um, So we had a one association MVP (laughs) given out. We didn't have the A grade or the 13s or 15s, but we presented the 17s, Alex. Um, and that went to Claire Daniel. So um, she had a great association season um, for us. Um, she's a little go-getter. Um, she's had a great season with um, Ellison Districts in the A grade as well at wing defence. And she played majority wing defence for us as well, but went into goal defence a couple of times and goalkeeper. Um, so what well I to Claire on that. Then the top 10 team of the year, Alex, this year, do you want to explain how it changed this year to how it used to be? 
So this year we have changed it from being top 10 of players to a team of the year where um, the clubs will put together three, two, one votes for each position. So there'll be um, yeah, goal shooter all the way down to goalkeeper. And there'll also be a coach of the year and three reserves. So that's how you make it up to 10. And so, yeah, the three, two, one, three being the most votes and your Elizabeth will work it out from there. And, yeah. So we've, yeah, got an actual team of the year because some years it's, we've got it and we've got, like, seven goalies and things like that, which, you know, still deservedly so that they might be the top ten players. But it's good to have a actual team of the year selected. So, Alex, this team, imagine if we could take this one to Adelaide. What imagine if we could uh, take this. They'd, they'd go over and beat everyone. In Adelaide, if we could take this team. But anyway, goal shooter, Lisa Burrows from the Lock Netball Club. Goal attack, Michaela Richardson, Ramblers Netball Club and the Australian Indoor <laughs> World Champion, Ben Chickens. Carly Dunn at wing attack from Tummy Bay. Lorena Hepperman, Ellison Districts in the centre. Wing defence, Marty Masson, Tummy Bay. Goal defence, Nikki Schubert, Ellison Districts. And goalkeeper is Kelsey Hull for Ellison Districts. Who would be your captain in that one, Alex? That's a tough one. Mm. Ugh, I've got to be biased. I'd say Carly. I'd go, I'm being a little bit biased as well. Not not with, I'd, I'd have Carly as my vice. Mm-hmm. I'd have Michaela Richardson as my captain. Oh, yeah. She was a good 17s captain She's a for good me. talker. A good talker, yep. Anyway, we'll, we'll make that an option next year to pick a captain. <laughs> And then we had reserves as well. So reserve goalie is Hannah Green from Cougars. Well done to Hannah. Fantastic season. Um, midcourt, Jack Green um, from Cougars as well. And Summer Cave was the reserve defender. And coach of this team is Stacey Curtis and Carly Dunn sharing that role from Tumby Bay. So, Alex, I've got some of the final votes here Um and people can see them on Facebook if they want to have a look at them. A lot of the grades, some really close votes. So if you want to go and have a look, B reserves and B grade, there was a lot of names being read out, a lot of names up there on the paper because a lot of those teams have got a lot of players um, and taking you know votes from each other. Obviously those ones that won and they're up there, um, they sort of would get sort of the three votes and then everyone else would sort of share votes from there. Just want to have a look at the A-grade final voting. So, obviously, Kelsey was on 25, um, Ilka on 22, Michaela Richardson on 18. So, having a look at that as well, like, Michaela missed the last two games. Mm. Ilka missed a game on um, with an, an ankle injury and a bye as well. Quite surprised, you know, Angelana, I thought Elsie Madden might have got a few more votes mm. or actually got a vote. Yeah. There's no votes there for our Elsie in the association. Um, considering that we've been talking um, about her most weeks, but obviously people see different things. Uh, Marty Hanrahan was, uh, got the most votes for E United. Abby Cash was the most for United Jelana with, uh, with four votes there, um, but does make it hard when you're not getting the wins on the board. Um, Hannah Green, uh, who I mentioned was the, uh, the reserve goalie, 13 votes there. Um, so she was the runner-up to Marty Masson in the Rising Star. Um, so a huge um, season for Hannah there for Cougars. Uh, Lisa Burrows, um, 17 votes for Lock Ruse, and then their team sort of shared them out from there. Same with um, with Ramblers, 18 for Michaela, and then the rest of the team sort of shared them from there. And Ellison Districts as well, they sort of, Kelsey's on 25, and Nikki was next on, on eight votes. So they really all sort of shared them out um, as well with their votes too. So, um, and the same with Tumby, um, Ilka on 22, and Marty on 14, and then the rest of the team just sort of shared it from there. Alex, five votes. Well done. Thanks. 
Good job. So what does that make you in the 21 under? I can't work out how many are 21 and under. I think it was like fifth. Fifth. Yeah. Take fifth. Yeah. Good job. Maybe All right. Never been, but anyway, moving on. We'll say fifth. Yeah. <laughs> who's going who's gonna <laughs> to correct us? Someone tells no me one. I'm wrong. <laughs> All right. Alex, there you go. Second semi-final. How are we looking? We are travelling to Cummins. On court one, E-grade at 10.15am. Tumby Bay will face United. Also on court one, D-grade will start at 12 noon. It's also Tumby Bay versus Elliston Districts. On court two, B reserves at 1.30pm. Lockroos will play Elliston Districts. On court two, B-grade at 3pm. Lock will play Tumby Bay. On court one at 1.30pm, Ellison Districts will play Lock. And on court one at 3pm in the A grade, Tummy Bay will play Ellison Districts. And apart from E United in the E grade in the morning, the rest of the day is the Tummy Bay, Ellison Districts, Lock Roos show, pretty much. So they're either playing, yeah, it's either Lock versus Elliston, Lock versus Tumby, Ellison versus Lock, Tumby versus Elliston. It is. So, um, yeah. Tummy Bay's got a few grades in on Saturday um, in the footy as well, so as supporters will be spread out. Um, all the United Atlanta footy supporters will be over by, at the footy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, head along to, uh, to Cummins. Um, they've got plenty of food. I think there's going to be a coffee van near the netball courts, steak sandwiches in the middle. Be careful around the building if you're heading over there. Make sure there's not kids getting on the building site, things like that. Um, so, yeah, as you mentioned there, Alex, E-grades, Tumby Bay versus E-United. Tumby Bay's E-grade um, have gone in undefeated. Tumby Bay lost last year's grand final, so they're using that as their bit of their confidence booster for uh, for this year. Abby McFarlane's had a fantastic season. She's been re- leading by example in her role as captain. Um, she could be up against E-United's um, goal attack in Tani Modric if she goes into the defence end. Um, but potentially I think she'll go into the uh, the goal end there. And Romy Larwood, she could either slot into goals or um, go through that centre court there with um, Lottie Curtis um, into goals or wing attack. Um, Lily Cave and Jessica Laurie, two young kids that have come up from um, from E-Reserves. Or well, Lily has, I think Jess was still in, in E-Grade last year, but um, they've had a great season in defence. And um, um, and Talia Turner's also had a really consistent season for E-United, so... Um, yeah, she's a little pocket rocket through the uh, through the centre court there. Um, both teams really got lot, lots of talent um, and this will be a really good one to start the day out there at Cummins. Then we go to D grade. Um, Alex, Tummy Bay versus Ellison Districts. Uh, these sides have had one win each, so we got the win here um, on the Tumby Court. So Ellison Districts got the win on their home court out at Ellison, um, both on the same points, but um, Tumby just ahead on percentage. So... Yeah, it's it's hard to tell what's going to happen with this game, Alex. Obviously, we are both heavily involved in this game, um, coaching and manageressing. Um, Sadie Curtis will be looking to have a really good, um, strong game and, and lead from defence there. And she'll be a really good matchup on either Bria Feltis or um, Ruby Baker in goals if they go that way. Um, Ruve Curtis down the other end as well in goals. Um, she's her and Taylor's side have been working fantastically together. I think Taylor's really stepped up in this um, particularly second half of the season um, and taken on a really big role there in goals. So they'll be tightly checked by though by uh, Miley Agars, who's um, had a really good season too. So yeah, I think this will be a battle of who can get um, who can settle first, who can let the nerves out first. This age group, 
you're not sure what you're going to get from day to day, Alex, um, from training to training, from Saturday to Saturday. Amen. But, um, yeah, it's whoever can settle first and, and uh, get those first few goals on the board, I think um, it uh, will win the game on the day. Um, and whoever loses will go on to play Ramblers um, the following week. Then Locke versus Ellison Districts in the B Reserves. They've met three times this year. Locke won the first two and Ellison won at Minipa. Um, in their last encounter, key matchups will be Nicole Vandenbroek, who we've spoken about before, best and fairest. She'll be in goal attack um, up against Ashley Green in goal defence. I believe Ashley, I think she got third or fourth in the votes for, in the um, B reserves. Um, down the other end, you've got the, all the Sallys, Sally Potter, Sally Zacker. Um, yeah, they've got plenty of goalie options there um, for that side. So, um, yeah, it should be a good game, this one. Whoever, I think this will come down to whoever's uh, most accurate in goals as well. So... Then we go to Locke versus Tummy Bay in the B grade. Um, both times Locke have come away with the win this um, this season. Locke have yet to meet Tumby's strongest side, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a few times, the uh, two times that they've met, Tummy Bay have had girls out. Um, Mel Caven and Ashley Tramberth in goals for uh, for Tumby have been working really well together. But uh, Georgia Crossman, she has been working really hard in defence for Locke, and I think she was right up there with the votes for Locke too. And they've, both teams have got really multiple options all over the court, lots of versatility. Um, Danny Green for Locke and Tumby's Aaron Boovner, both um, really super fit and up for the challenge against each other through that centre court there. So um, that should be another good game as well, Alex. And I always say that for every game, but one day there might be a bad game played. <laughs> then we go to A Reserves. Ellison Districts versus Locke. I'm not sure if we've got the time for this game because last year it went forever, yeah. this game. In the prelim final, these two teams met and it was a draw at the end. It was a draw at the end of the first five minutes, I think, and it was a draw at the end of the second five minutes. And from there, it was whoever won by whoever was up by two. And I think it took another 10 minutes mm. for, the, um, for Locke to get through and win that game. So these two teams are probably still puffed from last year's game, but um, they've met three times as well this year. Ellison Districts have come away with the win each time. They finished top, obviously. Both sides are full of versatile players. They've got Jessica Bascom for Ellison Districts in that um, attacking lineup, best and fairest for the association. Um, Ruby Baker will look to go into goal attack, um, so she'll have a big day um, playing D grade as well. And... Amy Warner and Christy Zerk in defence up against them will be making work really hard. Down the other end, um, Elliston District's uh, goalkeeper Miranda Traeger will be up for the challenge um, up against Locke's goalies. Um, both teams have been playing some really good netball, built up a huge momentum over the season um, and will be looking to, uh, to get into that spot um, in the grand final. Then we go to the A grade. Alex, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm okay. You all right? Yeah. It's Thursday night. Yeah. Do you get nervous for finals? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll probably be really nervous before D grade and then I won't know what to do with myself between <laughs> after that game but before as Okay, was... you had that little bit in the middle. Yeah, so don't talk to me. No one, no one, no one talk to me. <laughs> Am I allowed to talk to you during the D grade? Yep. Okay, that's good because you might bouncing <laughs> off person that I need to bounce ideas off of. So... Ilka's obviously, she comes back into the team mm-hmm. um, after being um, out with that ankle injury against Cougars. Um, whether she's match fit after drinking all those cocktails <laughs> in Bali, though, we'll see how she goes. That's her problem. <laughs> exactly. Nikki's ankle, Nikki Schubert's ankle will be te- is being tested tonight at training, so they're going to do um, test her out 
um, there. Um, if she can't get up, and it's, it sounds like, I don't know whether it's a bigger injury than what they first thought, um, but they have been resting it. So um, they will look to try and get her out in the court. But if she can't get up um, for the game, Emmy O'Brien will move out of goals, go to defence, um, super versatile. Um, Emma is, and then Emma Willis will come into goals. So Tummy has actually come up against Emma yet. Um, I think most games she's played against um, Locke and maybe Ramblers. Um, but if she does, um, Summer and her, I think, will be a really good matchup. Both play that holding um, game really well. And Tumby hasn't actually come up against Rosie Rom either um, in goals too. So a couple of options there in goals that Tumby hasn't seen before um, in their uh, in their goal end for Ellison Districts. But if they've got um, Kelsey Hull and, and Nikki Schubert in that defence, then it'll, it'll be a good um, matchup with uh, Ilka Stone and Maisie Curtis um, in that end. Ellison Districts have also got options of um, Tegan Hull, uh, Emma on the bench there as well, and Amy Lynch too. So looking at probably starting Charlie Manane at wing attack and Lorena in centre, um, Claire at wing defence, and as I mentioned, um, Nikki and Kelsey in defence. Tumby, um, Maisie Nilka will be in there. Not sure which um, combo they'll go with, goal shooter or goal attack, but that they can change throughout the game. Centre court there, it'll be interesting to see there what Stacey and Carly decide to do um, who they start off with. I'm thinking maybe Taylor and Therese to start with um, in that centre wing attack combination. Marty will obviously be at wing defence there and then Taryn and Summer in goal defence and goalkeeper. Um, that's just my guesses, whether they're going to do that or not. Who knows? Um, they can throw you in there, Alex, wherever they need. You'll be uh, slot in wherever. Both times that they've met this season, Tummy have come away with the win, but... Um, each time Ellison haven't been without their full side. So, um, t- and that happened last year as well. It only got to the grand final when Tumby Bay and Ellison Districts faced each other for the first time with full sides. So um, it'll be interesting to see how this one goes. Yeah, as I said, key matchups all over the court. Each position will be a battle for who wins that one. Yeah, I think it's going to be really good. Charlie Monet and Marty Masson, um, that wing attack, wing defence spot, I think will be a really good um, battle down the court. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a good game. So hopefully we have the supporters not just at the footy, Alex, for Tummy Bay. Sorry, I am being a little bit biased here in this one. But, um, yeah, it should be a really good game to watch, whether you are an Elliston District supporter, a Tummy Bay supporter, or just a netball supporter in general. Um, it should be a good game. That one, looking, um, yeah, both sides, you know, Ellison District's obviously looking for that back-to-back. Tumby looking for that redemption. And I don't think either of them want to be facing Locke in the prelim final next weekend because after they watch them play a super strong game on Saturday, they'll be, um, yeah, looking to just not meet them until a few weeks' time if they have to. Now, Alex, I'm keeping you up. You're yawning. Sorry. <laughs> we'll get done. We're almost finished. Shout-outs. Alex, how'd you go with Hannah? Hannah Petty. She's good company, very good company. We did um, well. I think we couldn't move for maybe an hour. It was just like a long time that we were standing there. Um, and she all she did was her signature on anything. Your skin, your arms, your hands, your back, your neck. Um, no faces that was out of bounds she said your shoes your pants your shirts your posters anything you name it she'd probably sign it but yeah it was um, great to see all the young girls and boys that were fangirling fanboying um, over Hannah it was yeah just a good I was fangirling myself Um, (laughs) did you get anything signed Alex 
No, I didn't. Did you get no. a photo? I did get a photo, okay, yeah. Okay, that's all right. I had to get a photo, yep. even with a trophy. <laughs> yeah, that trophy was heavy. Heavy, yeah. That's not the kind of trophy you want while you've had a few champagnes after a win. No. That could take an eye out. No, or that you want to drag from Woodner to Lincoln to Tumby to Lincoln. <laughs> exactly. She had a bit of a, she had a good solid case for it. Yeah, good, she did. A pelican case. Um, had wheels. But it was... Um, it was heavy and mm. those corners were sharp. Yeah. But apparently, I didn't hear this from anyone in particular, you can you can still drink out of a bottle can fit through the netball's <laughs> legs. But you could tell that she was here because you could just see the crowd of kids swarm. <laughs> and they just swarmed. I was like, where's Hannah? Oh, there she is. Yeah, big <laughs> pack of children. I was still trying to show her where she can grab some food and stuff and we got rudely interrupted. <laughs> Rude. Um, anyway, thank you to Hannah for coming and uh, visiting here um, to Tumby. As you said, she went to Woodner, Streaky, Lincoln, everywhere. Um, and it was fantastic to have her here and, and um, catch up with her. And what she did for the kids um, was awesome. So well done to, um, to Hannah. Another shout out, Elizabeth Burns and her poetry oh. on Sunday. Um, I probably should have recorded some of it, Alex. Yeah. I think my favourite was the uh, race call. Mine was the under 21, yeah. Yep. So um, she did a race call for the Rising Star Award and she started off with um, horse names like I Need More Fake Tan, You're Not My Mother, <laughs> um, Take Another Selfie, things like that. And then um, she comes through with uh, Marty Likes a Party, Hannah <laughs> Banana Green, Alex the Vice Stratford, um, Maisie, Maisie Crazy Curtis. Taryn Schlinky Binky. Taryn Schlinky Binky. Um, so a few names there. Then she had the race call coming through because it, um, yeah, it was a bit of a race to the end for that Rising Star Award. The Bee Reserves poem, I think there was a few people offended <laughs> <laughs> in the room. I think she got some things pretty spot on and it shocked a few people. Just that harsh reality. The harsh reality of playing Bee Reserves. Um a reserves was um, uh, similar to what we've done on the podcast, talking about the different positions on the court yeah. and their personalities. Some of them were pretty spot on as well. B grade, we had a song. B, B grade was a song. B grade was Bees Will Rock You mm. and everyone had to sing along. I did record some of that, but I was told not to put it anywhere. <laughs> Elizabeth puts a lot of time and effort. Um, Alex, I look forward to seeing your songs and poems next year when you step up to I, uh, the plate. I think we should just know that that's unbeatable. Um, there's nothing that can top that, so I think we'll just leave that to Elizabeth. <laughs> um, and finally, Alex, in the shout-outs, the best and fairest count is on Sunday for the juniors, mm-hmm. so the junior netball and the junior football Great Flinders Association counts. I think a lot of clubs are doing their um, own counts beforehand as well um, so that they can get them done and... Um, and then they'll watch together with the kids um, the count that will be online. So just go to the Facebook pages, the Great Finners Deadpool Association and Great Finners Football League Facebook pages, and they'll be up there. I think Habs is doing it on YouTube. It's yes. a YouTube premiere. So there'll be a link and we'll work it out from there. Yeah. So it'll be up there um, on Sunday. Now, Alex, finally, we've got Ask Us Anything we didn't get a question this week, but I put something up on the Facebook page to see what sort of response that we'd get. This photo pops up in my memories every year, and it's from about uh, 13 or 14 years ago, I think. I think it was when I first came back to Tumby. And it's um, an interesting photo. I'll just bring it up here on Facebook. I put it on the Facebook page and asked for people's opinions about what they thought was happening. So 
I'll kind of, I'll try and describe it. <laughs> so we're at the Tummy Bay Courts down the rec centre end and we're playing Cougars. Ellie Mae Seeger is in goals with Jet Green. We're in the netball dresses, mm. um, body suits, I should say, yeah, not dresses, the body suits. Stacey's in goal defence and I'm in goalkeeper. And Jack and Ellie Mae are off to the side, not really close by. Stacey is facing away from me. I'm on Stacey's back. <laughs> with the ball? With the ball between Stacey's back and my chest. <laughs> and my hands are not on the ball. And I've got no idea what happened in that photo. It's like we're trying to keep absolute possession of this ball. The goalies don't want anything to do with it. Mm. But Stacey and I, I'm willing to ride Stacey to make sure that we keep possession of this ball. (laughs) So anyway, Alex, what do you think is happening in this photo? I honestly have no idea. I've looked at it a lot and I still can't work it out. What baffles me is... The, if the attackers are over the other side of the ring. Like, yeah, so they're not near the ball. I want, like, it looks kind of maybe like a rebound, but we are, we are directly under, under the goalpost. So it's like the ball has come out straight out of the goalpost. And you both just went, yours. Yeah. The only other thing I think maybe could have happened is maybe they were trying to bomb it into the goalies and they were oh. coming back and we've intercepted it. Together. Because the goalies weren't quite there. They're back a bit. Yeah. Anyway, so we've got some comments. We've got lots of likes and laughing emojis. Sam Staz, she says, are you about to do that move where one defender kneels down and the other stands on her back? That would make sense if we were actually facing the goalies. Yeah. <laughs> we're not actually facing the goalies there, so I don't think that's what it was about to happen. Beck Burford says, protect the ball just like we practised. And then she asked a question of Erica, how far will the umpire let them crab walk up the court with the ball between them? And Erica said, that's a tough one. I think it would still be stepping. Yeah, me as well. So we could, that could be an option. Amanda Parkridge just had a, um, a gif saying no hands because I have got no hands on I the ball. GIFs. Do you say GIF? Yeah. I say GIF. Is that an old person's thing? I don't know. That can be next week's question. <laughs> Is it GIF or GIF? Anyway, Ilka says that clearly it's some pretty quality defending, <laughs> which it is. And then Marty Green, she said this is her favourite photo of all time. Not here, but she did message me and say that. She says, this is her theory, clearly Jack and Ellie May knew that the ball was actually a hot potato. <laughs> Brooke worked it out late, but she's committed. And Stacey is pretending she doesn't know anything about it. <laughs> okay, so I like that theory of Marty's. But anyway, that's a random photo. It pops up in my Facebook memories every single year. I think it was taken by Jay Dunn. She doesn't know what was happening with it either. It's the most random sports photo I've seen. And unfortunately, I'm part of it and my face looks ridiculous. <laughs> um, but I'm willing to share that to try and find out what was happening with it. Um, anyway, Alex, all the very best to you this weekend. Thanks. We will be a little bit biased with that. Good luck. But good luck to everybody else playing this weekend. Um, travel safe to Cummins. Travel safe home from Cummins. And, um, yeah, enjoy the count on Sunday. And we will speak to you again next week. I'm Brooke Nydorf, she's Alex Stratford, and we are here if you need.